If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to Hope Both Hands. I'm your host, Dr. Tara, and we are continuing our conversation on PMDD. We're going to turn this episode into a little game. So truth, myth, uh, true, false, however you want to call it. We're going to turn the treatment aspect of premenstrual dysphoric disorder into a game. So let's just dive into it again. I want to uh, discuss this because it's very misunderstood. It is undiagnosed all the time. And I just, I stand in my practice and I want to reach all of you women who think you might have it, don't know you have it, know you have it, and really just change how we approach the care to this disease, to this disorder. It's a disorder. You have awful symptoms, but like there's a sea of misconceptions floating around out there about the treatment. And we're going to go into the true, the myth, and kind of look at it deeper. So number one, myth one. PMDD is just an intense version of PMS. So treatment isn't different. Treat the same as PMS. We know that's false. The facts behind it is they do share a lot of similarities, but it's far more severe and we have to treat it differently. The emotional physical symptoms can significantly interfere with daily life, our relationships, our job, everything around us. And the moment we wake up, the moment we go to bed, this disease can impact us. And therefore, we have to tr- take the treatment differently as well. And we ha- it's a more intense treatment that we have to look at versus what we would do for PMS. It's tailored therapy. It's very individualized approach to care. It's medications. It's lifestyle. It's all of it. And you can go holistic and you can go with, with prescription as well and you can blend them. That is what I prefer to do. It just depends where you're coming in at, what you've all tried, and different approaches that you've done already. And then we can look at lifestyle. What works for you might not work for the other. I just believe so heavily in needing an individualized approach to this. So myth number two, birth control pills are a one-size-fits-all solution. Just here's birth control. Good now. Plus, the fact is that some individuals with PMDD may find relief with certain birth controls or may want it and others don't want it. They don't want that as an option. Um, it doesn't work for them. They've failed this. They've tried this already. Things might even get worse on it. Others might not benefit at all. And I, again, can get worse on it. So we have to really go from an individualized standpoint on this and just know with all things medicine, what works for one might not work for you. And maybe if it worked before and it's not working now, that is also an option. And we have to adjust and tailor your care around that. Myth number three, preach this. I think you're going to know the answer to it already. All progesterone treatments are the same. False. So we know progesterone is a key player in this menstrual cycle and in PMDD, but not all treatments are the same. Women with PMDD need an oral format of progesterone, specifically sublingual, specifically called a trochee. That is what I use in my practice. And if you don't, if you're just throwing progesterone creams or other formats of progesterone 
at it, it's it likely isn't gonna isn't gonna work. It does not cross that blood brain barrier the same. Is essentially what's going on. And so, um, understanding and tailoring your treatment based on your reactions and the dosing, working with a provider who understands the importance of compound prescriptions is also very important here. So again, not all progesterone treatments are the same. Number four, lifestyle changes alone can cure and treat PMDD. False. So, fact, lifestyle changes can significantly improve this, such as stress management, movement, dietary modifications. However, they don't cure it. They're not the only thing that's needed. If you can get one, that's amazing. But know if you're doing all of that already and it's not working, we can bring in some other formats of care until we get you balanced and then you can resume your lifestyle treatment approach for it. Um, you need a combination. A lot of times it's both. Like lifestyle always, always, always should be utilized for hormone balancing, including PMDD. But often it does not cure it. There's nothing that will cure this to make it go away. It's, it's dialing in. I always talk to my patients about dialing in and adjusting things as it changes. So there's a time and place. Usually many need a combination. Number five, seeking mental health therapy implies PMDD is just all in your head. Like just cut back on stress, decrease your stress. You have a lot going on. Just settle down a little bit, decrease the stress in your life. This will all get better. But fact is, is that cognitive behavioral therapy and other forms of therapy can significantly help individuals with PMDD. PMDD is not merely just a psychological condition. There's a lot going on with your insides and your hormones. It's not, I'm so patients, it's not you. Like, as much as you can sit here and try to talk yourself, as you know, in the moment, many patients describe as like, you know, with the moment, almost that this isn't right. You can't do anything about it. It's not you, it's your hormones. It's the neural receptors, neurotransmitters in your brain I'm doing things. It is, PMDD has the roots in hormonal fluctuation, that in brain chemistry, that is the roots of this. And we have to work with that. So therapy complements treatments. And I'm a huge proponent of cognitive behavioral therapy, which is counseling for many things. And this is one of them as well. Behavioral or coping mechanisms. I used to use the like corny analogy, like um, if I'm painting a picture, I need to know how to use um, like the screwdriver and a hammer, and I need to know when to use them appropriately. Like, I'm not going to use a hammer to put a screwdriver into the wall. Again, corny, I get that. But like, you have to know these, these tools and when to use them. All right, number six. If one treatment doesn't work, nothing will. Like, I've already tried everything. Everything's been tried already, and I still feel like garbage with this PMDD. The fact is, is that treating PMDD often requires a multifaceted approach. And there's going to be some trial and error. And that is why I work really closely, often weekly, bi-weekly with my patients until we have this honed in. I don't want you, as I used, I referred to previous episodes, as in the closet. Uh, when I tell the patients when you're in the closet, you need to message me. Send a message in your portal. Call my office. We need to be talking and adjusting things. It's really crucial that you work closely with the healthcare professional who understands this. It can give you that level of care because it can be bad. If you remember, suicide. Suicide is the worst outcome that can happen, and it does happen with this disease. And I need my patients to know that they are a, a phone call, a message away, and we're going to dial in. I'm going to give you some prescriptions, possibly, for example, that you can use when you're in the closet and there's nothing else. You've tried everything. It's not working, and you're in that awful, awful hole of a moment you will be able to have some, some care on hand. It's a really unique 
approach to every individual. So again, navigating PMDD is challenging, but it's not because of the condition itself. It's due to the myriad of misconceptions surrounding it and just thinking there's a one-size-fits-all approach to this. And we know that these, these myths need to just be moved out of the way and really grow your team. Grow your team and find a provider who is familiar with this, who you feel heard by. Um, next episode, we're going to go into that more to help you find advocating and empowering you and find the right provider for this. So thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.